Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to an artist, talk about their music. This week we're talking about Kanye West. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared and Tyler. And you will notice a severe lack of Dax this week because Dax is not here. This lax week. Dax. We are lax in the Daxon. We'll, we'll we'll miss you deeply on this episode, Dax, because as we uh, as we talked a little bit beforehand, uh, there's a lot of sampling that happens on Kanye West music, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But it's it's a a pretty pretty rich area of that sounds familiar that you could could have been here for. I'm only gonna talk directly at Dax because he's the only person who's gonna listen to this, anyways. You know. Mm. Mm. Bummer. Bummer. So, how did we feel about Kanye West? I like the old Kanye. Oh no. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too, Jared. I like the old Kanye. The irony, because his old. I like old Kanye, but not old Kanye. Oh, that's not pretty when good. He's an old man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying okay. to rap. So, where where do you draw the line of uh, old Kanye? Because I think I know, I know where I would draw the line of old Kanye, but I don't know that. Uh, it sounded like maybe Tyler, you had a different, a different album like pattern that you would say includes old Kanye. And I like we, we can the talk first about three like, albums, first three. Yeah. So that so you did like graduation. Yeah, I like graduation. Okay, I I would. I think c- it counts, but there's a. I think there's a. I think there's a really def- like definitive shift in that album but i still think it's good okay because that's what i was gonna say is i feel like that there was that shift kind of started i i feel like college dropout and late registration are kind of a combo package Mm -hmm. i feel like graduation 808s and heartbreak is kind of a combo package and then beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeezus and life of pablo are kind of a package and then yay is kind of off in his own realm that's how i kind of see the albums in terms of like his progression musically fair jerry where do you where do you see old kanye like where he i'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're asking i guess well like so like musically speaking uh he had like more i guess like soul elements that were a part of like the first two records Mm. and they were still like kind of traditional hip-hop but there was a little bit more soul to it and then i feel like with graduation, 808s, and heartbreak, he started to do a little bit more like experimental, like electronic kind of based things with his music. Yeah, that was when he started using like auto tune more frequently, yeah. kind of stuff like that. There's a lot more. There's a lot more popular sounds in hip hop in those albums. Yes, for sure. And then from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy on, he kind of took on just like this more massive role with his music, I guess, where it still had like. I guess kind of a mixture of both elements of both like the soul music and the experimental, like electronic popular music kind of sounds kind of blended them together. And like, I especially think that beautiful dark twisted fantasy and life of Pablo are kind of in that realm because they're very like cinematic albums, I guess. Mm, Yeah. Like they're both just really, really big records. So once the bear disappears from the album art, that's when Tyler cuts it off. Yes. Yep. Yes. Once the bear goes home. Once the bear goes home, then 
Ye has he changed. He gets shot out of that cannon. Yep. He, he, yeah. And then Ye has changed. Wish I graduated like that. I know. That, that would be the only way to graduate in my mind now. I know. Uh, you know what? I like my, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, though. I mean, that is kind of the traditional stance. I think that Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, by and large, is considered his, like, ultimate album. It is, like, the mm-hmm. the album that people really enjoy. Um, Jared, do you feel like you got that same, like, do you feel like you got that same feeling out of that album that a lot of other people get out of Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Yeah, I like that album, I guess, is what um, I like. I th- One of my favorite songs is All of the Lights. Good good, good pop song. Is, yeah, for sure. it's good. Power is a good song. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, like, it was kind of more of like electronic anthems, if you will, mm-hmm. with that album. Um, and it's like, I guess, more experimental as well, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like the, the addition of Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bony Veer. Um, <laughs> she just keeps saying it in different ways. It'll sound good every time. I like Runaway with Pusha T. It's pretty good, too. Yeah, Runaway's a very good track. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I liked Yeezus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like yeah, his, I like when he like came out and did the live performance on SNL of the two songs from Yeezus, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, really, like, that's what kind of sold me on Yeezus, the album. Yeah. Is when he just kind of killed it on SNL and, like, performed super well with the uh, Black Skinhead and um, it was I, uh, New Slaves. Yep, New Slaves and Black Skinhead, yeah. The two, like, or, like, first singles or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was, it was good. I liked that album. That was a very good performance, too, for sure. I remember, like, seeing that performance and being very, like, astounded by it. So mm-hmm. here's, here's a question, because I, you sold you on Yeezus. When, not, were you, oh, Tyler, go ahead. Were you going to say you're not sold on Yeezus? Nope, not sold on it. Not sold on it at all. Here's what I'm at. I like, I like the first three. I like my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then I like the popular songs on 808. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't really like the rest of it. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't love 808 either. It was, no. I, but I, I That's didn't. Like, I didn't love Graduation either. I mostly just loved some of the big hit songs off of that one. And there's like, because I, I would say that like, some of his like worst songs were probably on Graduation. Like Drunken Hot Girls is not a good song at all. And then honestly, like, Stronger's kind of a bop. Like. Just because of how popular it was, mm-hmm. but realistically, it's not. It's not a great song. You got a sample. It is a sample. It's a sample. A little, bit of, little bit of Daft Punk. A little bit of Daft Punk. What I find interesting is so if, when you listen to the first album, he references that album in that album because it's his first album. Mm-hmm. There's a few tracks on. I, I can don't. It's been a little while since we were listening to it. Sure, because we we didn't do a good job. But I'm gonna get on that TV. We'll mama. talk about it in a second. Um. Yeah, that's a good song. He says that, but in multiple albums. Um, just like what you're talking about. But like within that album, he makes a few references to songs on his debut album. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. It's it's kind of strange. Like it's you can tell that they were maybe like recorded at separate times. So he wrote a verse, and then he referenced that verse mm-hmm. at a different time on the same album yeah it's very strange very much like a, a callback like 
hey, if I if I reference my other stuff, then you'll like this stuff. It's an odd way to go about that. So what I was going to ask is, when were you just sold on Kanye as an artist in general? Like, was it was it early in his career? Did you like dip around with him? Because like, I think when it comes to him, especially from a cultural standpoint, a lot of people reject Kanye in terms of being like a, an established artist because they're like, well, I don't like Kanye's music because he's just such a he's so like yeah. There's too con- much. There's too much pomp and. And it's like who he is as a person uh, takes away from his music as well. Yeah. Like his marriage, his uh, political views, all Mm -hmm. of those things Mm -hmm. that are kind of separate from the music for the, you know, for the most part. Like until yay. Well, no, not even until yay because um, like, well, I don't know. I mean, he didn't really. He references it a little bit on Yeezus because the very last track is Bound 2. Mm-hmm. And in that, the music video, he's on that motorcycle with, with Kim Kardashian. You yeah. Know? So it's not like true. he separated it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he's always been pretty open about his life in all of his music. Like, that's like, yeah. I think probably, I mean, from the first album, um, Through the Wire, where he's rapping through. Um, the his jaw, his jaw yeah, yeah. That after, like, that's where you know he's legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I wish that he n- now was a better rapper, not better, but like as good as he was then. Sure. I wish he put as much work into his lyrics and like that his flow. Mm-hmm. Then, like, instead of just the production, like he's sure. he's so above and beyond what he was before in in terms of production, mm. but the lyrics and the um the the verses and the his flow and and such are lacking. I believe now. I mean, you have yeah. When you have a song where you say "poop to the scoop," oh man, which oh yeah, poop to scoop. But I get supposedly, which I I, I wouldn't put it past him. I, supposedly he is making fun of mumble rappers and like mm-hmm. nonsense rappers in that song. Yeah. But then he has a song with Lil Pump. Yeah. Called I Like It. So it's like, are you making fun of them or are you like working with them right. legitimately? It, it, are you making fun of them or are you benefiting off the fact that this is what's popular right now? Yeah. It's kind of like the well, Eminem, my... like the Eminem thing where he is like making fun of like or not making fun of, but you know, like referencing people on you know, on the like his most recent album. They're like, "Is he talking about Drake in this one? Is he talking about this person in this one?" And then mm-hmm. he had all these beefs from that album, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Most of the time, you can kind of tell with like a direct reference. They don't beat yeah. around the bush, right? That's kind of where I get in with the. I don't, you know, his production value increases over time, but I don't think that the music the musical value increases over time. It just gets closer and closer to, and you know, in his initial albums in the first two that, you know, he started using sounds that aren't, weren't as widely heard in hip hop at the time. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that definitely, I mean, on graduation in 2007, even then when he starts to introduce some more mainstream hip hop sounds, they're still in a different way, but as time goes on and as the albums swell, to a point where he's just, it's just like listening to any other hip hop song now. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I never, I used to not like Kanye at all. Mm-hmm. And 
then I listened to some older stuff and I actually and I enjoyed it. And so I like early Kanye as we talked. But I like early Kanye because I can see I can see where that influenced other things and I could see where those sounds weren't were different, you mm-hmm. know, and there was something that made listening to Kanye different than listening to every other hip hop artist. Yeah, well, for sure. And, for and sure. that's just not there anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure, I, and Caleb can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that the first song I heard from Kanye West is New Workout Plan. Oh, I figured it was Jesus Walks. Mm, no, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure which one of those was released as the single before the other. Probably I, Jesus Walks. I would think that Jesus Walks was released as a single first. Um, which, like, what a what a big song to do on your debut album. Diamonds is the first single that came out from late. Re- oh no, hold on. No, that's, Sorry, that's late registration. Whoopsie. College dropout. Through the Wire was the debut single, then mm-hmm. Slow Jams, mm-hmm. then All Falls Down, then Jesus Walks, then New Workout Plan. Gotcha. So most likely the first thing we heard was Jesus Walks. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I, I remember the video for Through the Wire. Yeah. Because um, it's like it, they put clips from him, like, rapping in the studio and, like, kind of old clips of him, like, it's kind of a collage, if you will, in, yeah. in the video. Um but I don't know if it's I like I could have seen it last week, and that's why I remember it not because I saw it right. you know thirteen years ago or whatever that came right. out. Right, similar like fourteen years ago. Similar to I like I know that I remember hearing Jesus walks and workout the new workout plan like way back in the day when the album first dropped. But like the other singles, like I I remember them, but I don't feel like I remember them because I heard them at the time. Because like I know that like for me. Like, I had heard stuff from College Dropout, and I, like, was aware of Kanye West, but, like, I was real sold on late registration, because I I think that was probably the first hip-hop record that I ever bought, if I remember correctly. Probably. Like, because I remember I bought that with Commons B, mm-hmm. and, like, that was... John Legend Get Lifted? Yes. You got it for Christmas? Yes. The Walmart version? Edited. I, I did get those Walmart versions of albums. Those were... Oh, what a shame. That was from Christmas from my grandmother. Grandma, grandma got me into Kanye West, everybody. If anybody else's grandma got them into Kanye West, shout out to us. Um, but, like, I listened to Late Registration, like, all the time back in the day. And so, like, I, that's the album that I'm the most familiar with at this point. And, like, I was pretty sold on Kanye as an artist at that time. But, like, I guess I kind of, like, I didn't follow him as an artist going forward. Like I didn't keep listening to like graduation and 808s. I like would hear the singles and be like, I guess this is fine. But I like, didn't like feel as moved by the music as I did on late registration. I I mean, I listened to graduation. I was just like, we had from our friends on the internet that we found. Mm -hmm. Um, We definitely didn't download it, but we, we had friends give it to us from the internet. Yes. Um, But I I listened to that album like some, but I, I it's not I didn't love it. Um, and then what was the new one after that? I liked 808s. I I liked that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the um L- Love Lockdown is like a song that I listened to so many times on my iPod. Yeah, like it was in the top like twenty of the most listened to songs. I don't know. If, I don't it's even a, know why. It's a, because it's a good song. It is a good song. It's a good song. Love Lockdown is definitely, like, bar none, best song off of 808s, I would say. But speaking of, Jared. 
Yes. Favorite track from Kanye. We have we have not played oh, some music in a minute. I know it's a, it's a toughie. He is a toughie. I don't know. Ask ask Tyler. Tyler, do you know your favorite Kanye West track? Uh, I don't. I really like "Can't Tell Me Nothing." Can't tell me nothing. Okay, we'll play a little bit of "Can't Tell Me Nothing." <laughs> can I change it? Of course, you can change it. Play "Touch the Sky" instead. Touch the sky. Okay. That is a good track. That's a good choice. I remember really liking the video off of that one. There were a lot of videos that were released off of late registration from what I remember. Because there was a video for Heard Him Say with Adam Levine. uh, Levine. 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 Uh, Touch the Sky had one. Gold Digger obviously had one. Uh, Diamonds had one. There might have been another one. But, I mean, that's, yeah. There's quite a few singles that came off of that album. Oh, yeah. I remember the Gold Digger video. Oh. Specifically. Oh, yeah. That having the Jamie Foxx Ray Charles going on. So that would be a good time. Uh what do we think about like how much sampling is a big part of Kanye's music, I guess. I love samples. Yeah. I I like them a lot. So I'm I think he does a very good job. He um picks songs that people would never think would be in a hip hop song, like Blood right. on the Leaves, mm-hmm. um, the Strange Fruit sample mm-hmm. is like so creative and great Mm -hmm. you know so i i i'm all about it i I like samples and i think he does a really good job as a producer Mm -hmm. regardless of you know what you might think about his him Mm -hmm. like he's very good at his job yeah i mean the production was where he started yep and so of course he knows how to expertly produce an album so like that i think that really lends its hand to kanye being a very important artist in terms of the hip-hop realm is that like being a producer and a hip-hop artist simultaneously it gives him the ability to have the creative mind of knowing where he wants to like put things in his songs like the ability to know like i want this sample to sound like this i want it to be spun like this i want to rap over in this way you know yes so tyler what are your thoughts on sampling it's not there's nothing new about it sampling i I think he's really good at sampling and really good at twisting things and making things sound different and this and in almost like disguising it right creating something new out of something that's already there Mm -hmm. Uh, but i mean when you look at it i mean people have been hip-hop has been full of sampling since the beginning yeah you know, so there's nothing new there, but I think he did. I think he took sampling to a different place. Yeah, uh, with that knowledge, and uh, and a lot of his songs. I mean, a lot of these tracks. I it when I listen to them, especially because like the intros on them um, can be just slightly lengthy. Occasionally, mm-hmm. I can almost see where like the music can stand on its own, and his and his the lyrics can stand on their own, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but they mesh together in such a way that works really well. Mm-hmm. So. I think it, I think he does a good job at it. 
Also, I, I appreciate, because I, I think this is something that people don't really think about too much, is that it also is a, a means to help people experience other music other than the music that they're listening to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, there's so many generations who know Ray Charles a little bit better because of Gold Digger, who, like, nobody in that era of time, like, how many people in 2005 were really listening to Ray Charles in terms of, like, popular music. You know, there's so many, like, younger people who maybe were exposed to Ray Charles for the first time because of Kanye West. So, like, it both shows an appreciation for old music and also, like, gets to give people the experience of listening to that music that maybe they would not have thought to listen to elsewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, that was... It was also very topical for the time, too, because as we mentioned, that's when uh, Ray came out and Jamie Foxx was on there. And mm-hmm. Well, as you, you know. stated previously, Kanye West thought that Jamie Foxx was Ray Charles. Exactly. Right. If we have not right. forgotten episode two, no, episode one, episode one, good OG band. of Good Band, was that Bad the Band. first one? It was, it was. Sugar Ray Charles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. If you're not listening to Good Band Bad Band, now's the time. It's got its own. It's got its own Facebook page now. Does yep. it? Get back in there yeah, and I understand. Keep forgetting that about that. It's published. Kanye. Good. Kanye thinks that. Kanye be 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 a little confused. He'd be a little confused about it. Well, you know what? I think we were all fooled. But when Ray Charles is such a good actor, as <laughs> being the actor Jamie Foxx, such then, good actor, great. It's crazy. He's such good. Such good, such good. Uh, so here's another thing that we mentioned that we wanted to talk about. And I think, obviously, this is not you know exclusive to Kanye West, and so that's not the idea of it. But what do we think? It, it makes sense when talking about it for Kanye West. What do we think about like featured artists on tracks? Like what, what do we think that that does for the music to have, on some tracks, multiple people who are featured and on other tracks, obviously just like, you know, one additional artist who gets to have a verse. Like what does that do for a song? What does that do for the artist who's, you know, making the song? And what does that do for the artist who is a part of the song? Well, I'd like to, I think it'd be interesting to, first off, I guess I want to say like, it adds an element of community to the hip hop genre. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's really interesting, you know, because it's it opens up the ability to collaborate in a, at a level that it really have like you haven't seen in other genres. You no, know, when absolutely. you look at one of these albums and half of the tracks on this album have featured artists on it, like that's not the type of collaboration you get with other genres. No, not at all. Correct. And no. it's really interesting to see that, and you know, hip hop is a place where that's really happening all the time and it brings a bunch of different things in Mm -hmm. i'd like to get i would love to like get better ideas of like how the process is for for kanye particularly when he has jay-z or when he has some of these people on there Mm -hmm. i mean it's clear when you listen to jay-z that he's implementing part of his style into this song right but Mm -hmm. like what amount of decision making you know if if you and me for if the three of us were making music right and you asked me to be on there Mm-hmm. It would be really cool if we made a song together where I'm not just featured, but this is your song, but I definitely have my mark in it outside of just the port where I'm singing or whatever is happening. Sure. So that process would be interesting to see, but it's just, it's really cool to the different types of collaboration that can come in with all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And everyone's very open to do it, which is 
fantastic. So it does definitely create a sense of community within the hip hop like genre, and I think that's really really cool because what it also does, and if you, I mean, it's very obvious that this works this way, is that for the artist who gets featured, that gives them exposure that they perhaps would not have had had it not been a case that they were featured on other artists' music. So, like, the most prominent example that comes to mind, like, recently is Chance the Rapper, who, you know, he was featured on, I think, only one song on Life of Pablo. Is that correct? That's all that he's been featured on for Kanye? Uh, was he was he on Life of Pablo? Yes, I believe yeah, he was on Ultralight Beam, and I think that's it. He was supposed to be on Waves, which I will say right now, I'll say it. It's probably my favorite Kanye song, maybe. Ooh. I'll go ahead and go it out there. Okay. I, like, I like a lot of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, each album, I have a song that I like a lot from. But from The Life of Pablo, which I did enjoy that album a lot. It was one of my favorite albums that mm-hmm. came out uh, mm-hmm. in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, that song, I hit, like, I still will go back and listen to a lot. Um, and I do not skip it when it comes on my playlist. So that I will say sense. Waves is my favorite possibly favorite Kanye song but it will probably you know it changes fluctuates mm-hmm. like historically I, I have had I mean I could give you a favorite from each album you know what I mean yeah like, yeah yeah for sure and then I could you know narrow it down from there but yeah so well let's let's play some waves and we'll go back to our conversation about uh featured artist step up in this bitch like I'm the one you bitch like yeah I'm the one you bitch like and I be talking shit like I ain't scared to lose a fist fight And she grabbing on my like She wanna see if it'll fit right That's just the way People might not like Chris Brown. I don't like him either. But, but that's a good, that's a good hook. That's a good. Yeah. <laughs> the man too makes bad he had the good hook. Too bad he, too bad he did that thing a while ago. Too that bad he prefaced it with that stupid talking garbage. <laughs> talking mm. garbage. You know what I'm talking? No. Nope. I love Kanye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. On that album, the preface to the song. Unfortunate because it was a good song. Oh, I see. You don't, you don't like that. I think it's funny no. and stupid at the same time. It I, is funny and stupid. It, he just—I don't find I, it just—I find it pretentious. Oh, he is pretentious. Yeah. He's very pretentious. I know. But I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, he's been like very popular for the past what fourteen years. Mm-hmm. He's been—he's been very—he's been very popular. But I thought he was always the underdog. People were always rooting against him. That's why people don't like him. They like the old Kanye, like he says in the song. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's mm. dumb. Mm. Mm. Is that that attitude is? It doesn't do anything for me. I don't know, cause like, cause I think that I like, so like to go back to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, that like pomp and confidence is such a, th- a grand theme of that album, and I think that like he's kind of learned to take his confidence and make the music about him. And that really is like, and that's something that kind of differentiates his hip hop music from like other hip hop music. Like 
where a lot of hip-hop artists prior to Kanye West were like, because I watched this video a while ago where you can look at like the themes of like music that people talked about over time. And it wasn't really until about the 2000s that artists started singing more or rapping more about their own personal experience. It was usually about like partying and drugs and, you know, having a good time. And like, that was actually like the prominent thing that was like done. And then like streets were like talked about a lot. And like, like that lifestyle was very like prominent in hip hop music. And it really wasn't until around the two thousands that like artists started to really kind of like center their music around them as a person. And I think that that was very much bred out of Kanye West in a lot of ways where like a lot of artists were not rapping about themselves. And he very, very much makes himself a vocal figure in his music. That's fine. I mean, we talk, we talk in this podcast about being able to separate the artist from the art a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And there's and it's like that doesn't always need to be done right i've always respected artists whose art is a reflection of themselves and also a reflection of the rest of us right for instance a couple weeks ago fugazi is a good example of that right but i mean we we see the same thing in rock i mean how many rock bands wrote songs about partying and sex drugs and rock and roll a lifestyle and that's what every song was about for sure you know, and so it's, you know, I think when we look at good, who are good artists across various genres, you're always going to find that the people who have the most impact are typically people who have some type of reality of themselves in their music or, you know, something where you don't like, there's no need to separate the art and the artists. Yeah. Because it, that, that type of stuff is more lasting. So, yeah, that makes complete sense. I don't know. Like, but there's a, also a difference between a good artist who is their art and is not totally pompous and ridiculous and completely full of themselves and puts, you know, 30 second pieces of garbage on their album to try to make it truly about them because they can't step away from themselves for a second and realize that you're creating something for people to consume and they have to see themselves in it as well. I think it's a good like, point. I, you know, it loses me. I don't, I don't care for that side of Kanye and I don't, and you don't see it like you see it later on when people start, getting aggravated with like his social things right we have avoided the social conversation quite well i'm proud of us we really focused on the music and it, it warms my it warms my little heart warms my little heart mm. so i want to real quickly i want to circle back because we didn't finish the conversation about uh featured artists because there's two additional people that i feel like are worth bringing up in terms of kanye west one of which is push a t because he was another artist similar to Chance the Rapper, where like him being featured with Kanye West was something that helped boost his, his appeal, platform. his platform. And then the other one being, which is very obvious, Kid Cudi. Because mm. we, right. we have not talked about Kid See Ghost, and that is another type of thing where, like again, the hip-hop industry is very collaborative for a lot of artists. And so what happened is that Kanye West and Kid Cudi had been featured on so many tracks together that they were like, let's just make a whole album. Like that's not something that you see in other genres of rock music where like other artists are like, well, we're featured together so often that we might as well just make an album together. Like sometimes there are artists who make albums together, but it's so, so out of the realm of something to happen that like, it's not, 
I don't know. It just it's very it's very interesting that it that happens a lot more in hip hop than really anything else ever though. Yeah, but yeah, because that's I mean, there's like other. The, I mean, that's a culture that we talked we we're talking about. You know, like this, you have a culture of collaboration. Another, um, I mean, you have like Kanye has brought along a lot of people. You got Lupe Fiasco, mm-hmm. John Legend, mm-hmm. Common. But, I mean, Pete Common was like um, it, a, a very well known in underground hip hop, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until he was like his friendship with Kanye West that he had any kind of mainstream appeal in any way. For sure. Um, then you got you know Chance. Um, uh, I was gonna say somebody else. I forget now. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Yeah. That like Kanye has kind of brought along since his beginning. Yeah. His beginning journey. And I think I I don't love this artist. I respect this artist, but I think that it also is worth mentioning that someone else is someone who brought Kanye in, which is Jay-Z mm-hmm. where like Jay-Z was an already established artist in a lot of ways prior to Kanye West and for Jay-Z to be featured on Kanye's debut album immediately sets the tone for who Kanye West is without having his kind of collaborative relationship with Jay-Z Kanye West might not have kind of moved up the way that he did so good job Jay-Z you did it so I don't know there's just there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of collaboration that builds a lot of people simultaneously and it creates this cycle I guess of hip-hop music where the new artists are bringing in are being brought in by the old artist and then those artists are bringing in new artists and they're able to like foster this growth within the genre, which is like really cool. So, uh, Jared, I, Oh, actually, you know what? I haven't, I haven't done my favorite track yet. Mm-hmm. I'll do that now. Uh, I have always really, really liked diamonds. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are Sierra Leone forever. Should I play the, the remix with Jay Z or should I play the regular? It doesn't really matter. Probably the regular. The regs. The original. We'll do the regs. Diamonds are forever. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might hurt me. Diamonds are forever. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. Diamonds are forever. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. Vegas on acid, seen through East St. Laurent glasses, and I've realized that I've arrived, cause it take more than a magazine to kill my vibe, does he write his own rhymes, sort of, I think him, that mean I forget better shit than Uh, so Jared, you mentioned that since we're talking about Chance the Rapper, I will allow you to introduce your thing. Okay, so, um, in 2017, uh, after, I think it was after- Life of Pablo, right? Yes, after Life of Pablo came out. Chance the Rapper tweeted a lit, just like uh, uh, the list of his favorite Kanye albums. Mm-hmm. In, like, but he did it like in just by the lettering or whatever. And then it kind of sparked this giant debate on, you know, in the music industry and Twitter and such of like, not maybe a debate, but like other people are doing their lists of Kanye albums. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be fun if we all did a list of ours. Yeah. Put, it, put them in order. Haven't done that in a while. So, so I, I will. I will. I'll let Tyler start, and then I'll go, and then you can go. How about okay. that? Sounds okay. good to me. All right. My order is late registration, mm-hmm. 
college dropout, mm-hmm. graduation, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, eight oh eight, and then life of Pablo, Jesus, and Ye. Hmm. Okay. All right. Mine. Mine is late registration, eight oh eight, life of Pablo, dark twisted fantasy, Jesus, college dropout, yay, graduation. Are you like you really? You like gay better than graduation? Yeah, I don't like graduation. Huh. Like I, I didn't really like Yay that much either. Yeah, but I didn't listen to it. Like if I would have listened to Yay as often as I've listened to Graduation, mm-hmm. I might have liked it more. But I probably mm-hmm. only listened to Yay like maybe three or four times. Yeah, Graduation, I probably listened to at least twenty five, thirty times. Yeah, and I still like. It's just not a good album. It's mm-hmm. so like phoned in the. Just the the music isn't that great. The f- artist features aren't that great. What he talks about isn't that great. I don't know. I, the lyrics aren't super great. I, graduation is very bland for me. Mm, that's fair, which will lead to mine. So I'm going to take a buyout, and I can't decide which one I like better between My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Late Registration. I just cannot figure it out. I've been trying to figure it out. I don't know which album I like better. They're mm. both pristine albums. Uh, after that college dropout, Life of Pablo, Yeezus, 808s and Heartbreaks, Graduation Yay. All right, here's chances. Okay, please. Late registration number one. Mm-hmm. The college dropout. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Graduation. Uh, what's what's WTT? WTT. Oh, is that um? I'm sorry. Hold on. Watch, the, watch throne. the throne. Watch okay. the throne, which we which we're we not didn't, including because we, we didn't really we didn't really listen. We to did that not one. listen to Watch the Throne. Yeah, Watch the Throne, The Life of Pablo, Jesus, and then 808s is the last. But he did clarify that said that he loves all of those albums and they you know helped define music and blah blah blah. You know, so I do think it's interesting too that Kanye is such a prolific artist that you can very easily make a list mm-hmm. of his best work and still recognize that all of his work aside from my opinion yay which i still think is a very very uh disappointing album from him mm-hmm. um i think that his music overall has been very very quality work and the fact that you can like make a list and say like these albums in this order really makes a statement of how important he is as a, an artist in today's world uh here's a question when are we getting yandy what are you asking? When are we getting Yandi? Yandi? Yeah, Yandi. I don't know what you're saying. You don't know Yandi? That's no. his next album. Yeah. I don't know when we're getting Yandi. Uh, apparently, you didn't even know Yandi was a thing. I knew he was going to release a thing. I didn't know it was called Yandi. It is, in fact, called Yandi. I don't know. Is he still going by just Ye or is he back to Kanye West? I don't know the answer to that, actually. He's Yeezy. Yeezy. Um, so he was supposed to have released that album in, I think, November. I think, if I remember correctly, he was supposed to release that uh, album last November 2018 as a follow up to Ye, and it just never happened. So who knows when we'll get another Kanye album? It, it'll, it'll surprise us in the night, perhaps. Do you suppose? Do you like? He's not someone. I'm not sure that. Other than people who just love Kanye, which I know some people who just love Kanye, mm-hmm. he's not an artist where people are super highly anticipating releases anymore. Mm. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not keyed into 
the scene as much, I suppose. But like, I just feel like a, like a Kendrick release is larger than a Kanye release. I think at this point, yeah. Ooh, there's another good question. Uh, who do we think at this point in time is the superior artist, Kanye or Kendrick? Because those are really the two of, I guess, the 21st century who have kind of been the names of the guy in hip hop. So where do you stand? Caleb and I talked about this uh, when we were listening to Kanye, and I said that it's Kanye right now for me because he has been able to keep the longevity for as long as he has and come out with good albums. I mean, Kendrick's got three you know, really good albums mm-hmm. that have been critically acclaimed and such. So he's got to you know, be able to be consistent. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, like, he's more relevant musically, maybe not as much culturally, because you don't really mm-hmm. know a lot about Kendrick Lamar. I, no. I don't know that much. He's not as prominent as a name, because mm-hmm. he's not married to a Kardashian. His, what he's saying, I think, is more important. His relevance is, is more important, and his, like, flow and style is more important than what Kanye is right now. But I think, historically speaking... You have to give it to Kanye until Kendrick can take it. Yeah. I think so. that makes sense. Tyler, where do you stand? I like I think I like Kendrick more as an artist than Kanye. Mm-hmm. But the the caveat to that is I've always been more interested in music that's that means something and stands for something. Everything that Kendrick has done has had some t- it's it says something, right? It says something in ways that I'm not sure Kanye ever has, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. And I'm not sure that Kanye has ever personally had the experiences that Kendrick has had, mm-hmm. yeah, because of his because of his life. Now, yeah, I I think also that like it's not I don't know that it's a comparative thing that's really useful to think about because mm-hmm. Kendrick comes from Compton. Kendrick has a West Coast sound and feel to his music mm-hmm. that's developed out of listening to hip hop and coming from an area and having those like that type of an influence. Mm-hmm. Kanye's from a from atlanta yeah and you can hear that in his music if yeah. you think about it yeah right? for I sure mean, i can hear that southern influence in his music and it's interesting sure. too hip-hop is a very very which we i don't we really did not touch on this a whole lot at this point in either of our shows is the distinction of like different areas really defining a sound like the east coast west coast sound sure but go on so you know when i when I look at like they both are clearly influential with different sounds and they have mm-hmm. different sounds and they have created music that utilizes the sounds of what they knew and how they grow like how they grew up and what they heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And their region like the region shows. And because of that, you have two individual artists who both have made good contributions, large lasting contributions to the genre mm-hmm. with totally different sounds and with really different context. Mm-hmm. and content you know and it's i just think it's really difficult i think it's really difficult to try to to actually have a comparison to say which one is more relevant i mean obviously sure. kendrick's more relevant now mm-hmm. you know, well I because think i think that what happened was was i think that what happened was was that kanye kind of held the throne from like the early 2000s until about you know 2010 2011 after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he kind of held it from then on, but I think that Kendrick kind of has like slowly taken it since the mid two thousand tens. Yeah, I think I think so too. But also, I mean, 
it, the relevancy is just different anyway, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I I think I personally like Kendrick Lamar more than I like Kanye West in terms of their music. There's a little bit more. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like Kendrick has, for me, yet to release a bum project where like Kanye has released you know, very, very good projects, but has not consistently released very good projects. And so I have a little bit of like additional music that I'm like, eh, I don't like this as much kind of thing, which makes it so I, you know, I I guess it taints my view of Kanye to have music from Kanye that I don't like as much. Um, Yeah, that's, that's true. I can see that standpoint. I do think, however, that both of them are perhaps the two most important hip hop artists that have come out of the last 20 years. And I think that, you know, it's worth comparing them, but I think that both of them obviously deserve a lot of like they deserve the recognition that they have received for different reasons from different sides of music. So, yeah, I agree. And I think that the relevancy, you know, I think when you look at Kanye, his relevancy, if to me, comes from the musical side of it, right? Like mm-hmm. what he was able to do with samples and, and what he was able to create musically. Kendrick, his relevancy is the music, but now we said, hey, let's step it up and make the relevancy also be part of the message of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And let's make our lyrics really count like all the time. Yeah. You know, so we it's like we're just moving forward and we're moving forward and we're moving forward. And I, and like it's a progression of like, look what's happening in the hip hop community. You know, is that and it's a reflection. It, I don't I can't I can't help but draw parallels to reflection on society in that aspect as well. Right? For sure. I mean, you know, the music that you're creating means more now than just being good music. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also like let's be relative and let's be different and let's be inspirational mm-hmm. uh, in a different way now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Do we have any final thoughts about Kanye up to this point in time? Anything that we have not said? Oh, I had one last thing that I wanted to mention. I don't know. Have either of you watched the film for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? No. Did you know there was one? I think I did know that, but I've never seen it. I I watched it, and it was pretty good. Tyler, did you say you hadn't watched it? I have not watched it. I don't know if I don't know if I knew there was a film or not. How long is it? A, like a full length? About thirty minutes. So does it cover the album? Like the you know? It covers a a gamut of the album. It's called Runaway, and it's a track uh, from it, right? Yeah, Push a T. Yeah, whatever. yeah, it's it's called Runaway. It it mostly features the song Runaway because Runaway is such a massive track. It's like freaking ten minutes long, but the other twenty minutes have songs like All of the Lights, Power, um, Monster. I believe is featured on there. Uh, I know Gorgeous is featured. Dark Fantasy is featured. I, so there's a lot of a lot of the tracks from the album are featured throughout the 30 minute video it's definitely worth checking out i really enjoyed watching it and it like i think it like exhibits like just more of the sheer talent of kanye west is just seeing like him being able to like create a huge project from his album and also speaks to how like i guess important that album is too so that's my closing thought go watch that video if you've got some time i don't have a closing thought really I like his old music a, a lot. You like the old Kanye. I think that um, what he's done recently to keep himself relevant um, is, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's legitimate or if it's just because of the circus that surrounds him. Mm-hmm. Like his beef with, with Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. which was silliness and potentially like a big hoopla, the um, allegations that he's in the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, the obvious fact the MAGA stuff yeah that was the obvious fact that he has surrounded himself with Donald Trump which is one of the strangest things ever and like right. like it's also not to like get super political because this isn't like I guess the platform for me to get political even though I will take any platform I can get don't do it um, every don't. platform is a platform every platform is a platform um, it's opinion. it's very very odd for someone like Kanye to be so I guess culturally insensitive, and like to to be so I guess out of touch at this point in time. It's very odd because you get the sense from his music that he's very in touch. Other than the fact that he's a little like obviously like overinflating himself as an artist, but like he like it just seems like a shift happened mentally where he just completely lost like consciousness of the world around him in a lot of ways. Didn't he didn't he sell a shirt, a white shirt for $120? I believe he did. <laughs> so, I think around there to where he really <laughs> I yeah, but I mean, I from, mean like, like his from like a cultural like the fact that he would support Yeah, but he's a rich Trump. and he has um like the his fashion stuff like mm-hmm. fashion shows his mm-hmm. um fashion line mm-hmm. all of that stuff like it's you can you can say oh i can't believe he's so culturally like he's a rich man he has right. a lot of money he's in a rich he's married into a very rich family yeah that is like has blinders on mm-hmm. to the world around them yeah and he now does as well yeah. He's not the same person that rapped about his mom when he, you know, like, yeah, and making her proud and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm sure he still wants that and he still wants to keep bringing people up um, in the music business and helping the little guy and um, whatever. But yeah. he's not the person that he was when he re- released his first album in 2005. He's a whole he's a different human being and he's probably not as good of a person as he was then. I think that's fair. Yeah. And that, I mean, that political philosophy fits like his, his prosperity, his success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. So, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I guess that's a question of like, uh, like where do you stand with principle? Mm-hmm. as an artist or as or as any like i guess really the question is where do, where do you stand on the grounds of principle as a person in the, that's a public figure period whether you're a public figure because you're a celebrity or you're a musician or whatever you are political person right like mm-hmm. do you know do i have a stance that goes beyond my own self-interest mm-hmm. and maybe he doesn't i mean he's and i don't know i'm not i'm also like even though i really don't like how full of himself he is. I don't, I'm not the person who's convinced that that's totally real anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe none of it's real in a way. Yeah. I'm not sure. The The problem too is it, it, with there being a reality to it. And if it's just again, like a circus, I don't know which is worse. Like being willing to support 
a terrible person <laughs> um and be able to do that like fake just for the publicity or because it actually is his mentality i'm not sure which one is more deplorable to me but i don't know it's not yeah well where does he stand i mean he just like you don't have a stance anymore your yeah. stance is your is a self-interest point of self-interest mm -hmm. so that's like and that's where i like that's the struggle that you would have right i mean regardless of which side you're on whether you're doing it just to, for the publicity of being like kanye's sides with trump or whether you actually do so that you make more money they're both out of self-interest and they're both like completely against the stance that a responsible member of a community would take mm -hmm. when you really like get down to it right so i don't know i mean maybe he doesn't see i don't know where i don't know like, i love to know where he sees himself in this community anymore like i mean the, the hip-hop community or whatever community like particularly that mm -hmm. the hip-hop community because there's no when you look at the big names in the hip-hop community and what people are doing when you look at like what kendrick does like we talked about like there's really no room for that anymore yeah but you can't get pushed out because you got all that money. All that so. money. Tyler, do you have any other closing thoughts other than the the political cultural side of things? No, I I like Kanye's early stuff too, just like Jared. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. I liked my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as well. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really interesting how how starting with graduation on his albums really shift and get bigger and mm -hmm. the sounds get bigger and get deeper and mm -hmm. up to a point. You know, for me it ends after with Jesus, it gets to a point where it's like you've expanded it and then just put a bunch of stuff in. But yeah, it's really quality stuff up and up until that point for me. And I, but I do, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I think the Life of Pablo album art is a complete waste <laughs> of, the, of the opportunity to put something useful on the cover of your art. That's that's an interesting. Yeah, I would not have thought of to mention that, but that is definitely something worth mentioning. What a waste of an album cover. <laughs> it's not the best album cover now. It's awful. It's terrible. I mean, even Yeezus, which is kind of meh, it's like, like I can get something out of that, but no. Bring well, the bear back. You're going to be real sad about Yandi because it looks just as bad. Yeah, it does not look good. It's just a mini disc. Yeah, it doesn't look good. I can't believe he's going to call his album Yandi. Like he's... Kanye and Gandhi. Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing this? And well, I mean, he called himself yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. He's, he's Jesus. Yep. Jesus. Yep. But Jesus walks. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Yep. Yep. Praise Jesus. It's interesting because um, the life of Pablo, if you look at it, um, look at it on like Wikipedia or whatever, the genre is uh, categorized as gospel. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's hmm. it's interesting. I I would not have placed that. No. I mean, it's got Kirk Franklin on it, and it has some... But, I mean, like, the first album has a, a, a little bit of I'll Fly Away, so it's like... Yeah. I don't know. It's... The so you put a little... have more... Yeah, go ahead. The first two albums have more clear gospel influence than any of the rest of his work, right? I mean, mm -hmm. and that's like a, that's part of the nature of, like, the, the region, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's mm -hmm. a regional... That's a regional thing. Like, I don't... I would disagree with that. Wikipedia, yeah, Wikipedia. All right, Lies. I'm gonna I'm gonna close out on "Runaway." I think that's a good closing track. Does that sound good let's for everybody? Do. Cool. Yeah, let's do. All right.
Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Who. Tune in and stuff.